Hey everyone, it is Kayla again with the Confused Nursing Student Podcast. It is really early in the morning. I have found time to go ahead and record all the rest of my notes for the last week or two. So um, let's get started with my usual disclosure. So these are just my notes. Um, It might sound like I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes because I've taken these notes a while ago and I'm relearning them. Uh, My notes are not always perfect as your notes might not always be perfect. I do not take any information really from my lectures. I just kind of try to take my own notes and then see if this recording or making a podcast would help in me learning the material a bit better. And hopefully it helps you guys too. So um, today I'm going to go over my, I think it's just the rest of my GI notes and maybe some PEDS notes. So um, for this episode, we'll go over gastritis. And it should be a pretty quick episode. It's only a couple pages of notes. So gastritis, what is it? So it's an inflammation of gastric mucosa or stomach lining. The inflammation can be scattered or localized and can be classified by cause, um, cellular change, and distribution of lesions. Also erosive or non-erosive, so ulcer versus non-ulcer, non-ulcer. And acute can heal after a few months, chronic not so much. The pathophysiology, so prostaglandins in the stomach stop the stomach from eating itself, okay? Also, this process of eating itself is called autodigestion. If this prostaglandin barrier breaks, then injury can happen, which can stimulate the vagus nerve and histamine, yeah, the stimulate the vagus nerve and histamine can be released. HCL or hydrochloric acid can cause vessel injury. It can lead to edema, hemorrhage, and erosion of the stomach lining. Pathophysiological changes would be vascular congestion, edema, acute inflammatory cell infiltration, and degenerative changes in superficial endothelium of the stomach. The types of gastritis, so there's a couple. There's acute gastritis. So acute gastritis is the inflammation of gastric mucosa or submucosa after exposure to the local irritants. Early signs and symptoms would be reddened or thick mucous membrane uh, with prominent rugae or folds, and there may be varying degrees of mucosal necrosis. Uh, There's complete regeneration. Healing can happen in a few days. If the muscle is involved, then a hemorrhage would occur. So that's acute. And now we're going to talk about chronic. So chronic gastritis is a patchy, diffuse, spread, uh, spread out inflammation of mucosal lining in the stomach. The stomach walls will thin out and atrophy. The Parietal cell function decreases, so these guys kind of secrete acid, and so intrinsic factors are lost. Intrinsic factor is what helps to absorb vitamin B12. So if we do not have good vitamin B12, then we can get pernicious anemia. Eventually, when the acid cells stop working, then the stomach really only produces water and mucus. Chronic gastritis increases the risk of cancer. There is destruction of gastric glands and cellular changes. There could be type A, B, or atrophic. Type A is inflammation of the glands, fundus, and body of the stomach. 
Type B is usually the glands of the antrum, yeah, but also possibly the whole stomach. And atrophic is a diffuse, inflammatory, and destruction of deeply located glands that accompany this condition. All parts of the stomach are affected. Total loss of the fundus, fundal glands, minimal inflammation, thinning gastric mucosa, and intestinal metaplasia. It leads to peptic ulcer disease and gastric cancer. Okay, The etiology and risk. So H. pylori can cause acute gastritis, also less common, uh, staphylococci, staphylococci, streptococci, E. coli and salmonella can lead to sepsis, extensive tissue necrosis, and death. So it's usually H. pylori. Long-term NSAID use, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory disease or drug, can also cause gastritis because it inhibits prostaglandins. So it stops the prostaglandins, and what do the prostaglandins do? They help protect the stomach lining. So alcohol, coffee, caffeine, corticosteroids, they can all inflame the stomach. Um, local irritation from radiation therapy or ingestion of acidic or alkaline corrosive substances. So in type A, it's associated with the presence of antibodies to the parietal cells and intrinsic factor, possibly autoimmune. There is also a genetic link to this form of gastritis. Autosomal, autosomal dominant inheritance pattern is seen with type A. So type B, though, is the most common. It, the cause is the H. pylori infection. The, most, the host response to H. pylori is the activation of lymphocytes and neutrophils. Inflammatory cytokinins like interleukin and tumor necrosis factor can damage the gastric mucosa. Uh, alcohol ingestion, radiation therapy, and smoking can also lead to chronic gastritis. For atrophic gastritis, it's seen in older adults, exposure to toxic substances in the workplace like benzene, lead, or nickel, or autoimmune factors. It can lead to gastric cancer and gastric mucosa associated with lymphoid tissue called malt lymphoma. Oh, yeah, mucosa-associated lymphoid tissue lymphoma. We will talk more in gastric cancer episode. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have an episode on that. So, health promotion and maintenance. So, there's diet, of course, exercise, stress reduction can help prevent this from even happening in some cases. Avoid foods that cause gastric distress and try not to overdo it on the NSAIDs. Um, so for assessment, there is a range of symptoms from mild to severe. There would be pain, anorexia, cramping, nausea, vomiting, and abdominal tenderness and bloating. There may also be hematemesis, so that's blood in the vomit. There's also melena, which is dark and, and sticky feces. There's dyspepsia, which is heartburn or indigestion. And it happens with gastritis associated with aspirin use. And staphylococcus endotoxin can also cause that. 
There's also gastric hemorrhage, which would be life-threatening, a life-threatening symptom, which is also considered an emergency. If it's life-threatening, it's an emergency. Uh, chronic gastritis, there may be nausea, vomiting, or upper abdominal discomfort. There might be anorexia, usually if there's symptom symptoms, if an ulceration is actually present. The gold standard for this is an EGD. So it's used for looking and biopsying. It's a diagnostic procedure, cytologic exam e used to rule out cancer. There's a rapid urease testing for H. pylori, and that can be done too. And for the interventions, like I'm using this this online notebook technically kind of. It's called Rocketbook, and I wrote in green pen, and I can barely see it. So my interventions or our interventions would be supportive care in case of a flare-up. And gastritis is treated symptomatically. And if bleeding is severe, then a blood transfusion may be needed. Some patients might need a partial gastrectomy, pyloroplasty, and or vagostomy. If there ends up being a major bleed, then, oh yeah, that's why. So you would need those, the gastrectomy, pyloroplasty, and or vagostomy if there ends up being a major bleed. Okay, again, I'm so sorry. I can't read this. Uh, chronic gastritis. So treatment varies. We eliminate the causative agents. We treat uremia. Crohn's disease, avoid alcohol, exclamation point, avoid smoking, exclamation point, uh, and healthcare teaching. We need to try to eliminate H. pylori if that's the cause, and we'll use lots of drugs for that. Some drugs we would use would be H2 receptor antagonists, and that's your famotidines or your pepsid, so pepsid is the brand, and nizatidine or azid, and those help block gastric secretions. There's sucralfate, or the brands would be sucrate, sulcrate, or carotate, and the mucosal, it's a mucosal barrier fortifier. Antacids would be buffering agents like aluminum hydroxide and magnesium hydroxide, which is also known, oh, that's a combination. Aluminum hydroxide with magnesium hydroxide is malox, so it's Ma, like M-A-A-L-O-S, Ma, <laughs> and uh, aluminum hydroxide with simethicone and magnesium hydroxide, which is myelanta. Um, proton pump inhibitors are your Prilosex, that's a brand name for omeprazole, and pantoprazole, which is protonics. For H2 antagonists, it would end in the type... Tid, sorry, tidine, yeah, tidine suffix, so that's, like, kind of helpful, like, ranitidine is Zantac, famotidine, and all that, so give single dose at bedtime for treatment of GI ulcers, heartburn, and peptic ulcer disease, omeprazole, we will not crush it, we give 30 minutes before main meal of the day, and same with lansoprazole, so 30 minutes before main meal. We don't take a similar OTC when on a prescribed drug. Okay. 
Sometimes vitamin B12 might be needed for pernicious anemia. We'll treat H. pylori infection, avoid drugs that cause gastric episodes, which would be erythromycin, corticosteroids, aspirin, naproxen, ibuprofen. So those are your NSAIDs. Or, yeah. And we'll limit some foods like bell peppers and onions. Progressive relaxation is great. Uh, guided imagery, if you've done that in your skills or anything, we did that and it was it was really cool to be able to do that. So really try that with your patients. Um, and distraction. We need to focus on the foods, or not focus, we have the foods that help, which would be cranberry, ginger, probiotics, slippery elm, and vitamin C. Okay, so that was all the stuff I have for gastritis. So we went over gastritis, the types of gastritis, the pathophysiology of gastritis. Um, I'm so sorry about the end because I don't know what the heck I was reading. Uh, we also went over the etiology and some assessment and the interventions and drugs and stuff. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate the time. Uh I'm glad that there are people that listen, and hopefully this is useful for you. Um, I am a big sharer. I like to share everything I have with my cohort as much as I possibly can. So uh, if you want, definitely share this podcast with your cohort if you think it'll help you. If you're not in a cohort and you're just learning nursing just to learn nursing stuff, then that's pretty freaking cool. Um, But for the most part, if you are in a course or something... Um, maybe share it if you think it'll be useful because sharing is caring and uh, you really need to help each other in nursing school I think in order to succeed because someone might know something that you don't know and they can teach you and you might know something and you can teach it to others so I'm very big about that so you can share this podcast if you want I'm not going to be like oh yeah like share it but you can that'd be nice so um, and it's kind of cool for me because I I get to see, like, all these... I don't get to see who you are, so don't worry about that. But I get to see, like, the country where people are listening. And I think that's really freaking cool to to see that people throughout the world are listening. And that's really, really like, inspiring and cool and interesting and all that. So I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to my rant. Thank you for learning about gastritis. And I hope you learned something today. So um, have a good day.